Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome. Welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it because we know that weekends are tough. And our goal is to instill in you positive food, positive energy going into the weekend because we know that for some of you, the grind of Monday to Friday, we get used to it. We get used to the routine. Just like we got used to the chaos and the routine and our addiction, we kept going on and doing it despite the consequences. We too can get comfortable in the routine of Monday to Friday treatment and the weekend comes and we start to get well. We start to get too well. We start starting us so well that we think that maybe we're done, maybe we've done enough. Maybe it's time to go home. And we do this group on Fridays because we want to give you courage to keep moving forward. The definition of courage is the ability to face something difficult or scary. The ability to face something that is difficult or scary, to encourage, is to put that courage in you, to give you that courage, to face recovery, to face treatment, to face this journey, despite the roadblocks and the obstacles and the urges and the cravings and the temptations to go backwards. Give you that courage to keep moving forward. Gentlemen, you have no bigger fans and no bigger cheerleaders than the staff and the friars here at St. Christopher's Inn. We've been doing this since 1909. We've come to find that we're pretty good at turning out sober men. But we know that like the lottery, you've got to be in it to win it. And when you guys give half the effort, most of the effort, when you guys choose to leave before it's your time, we know that you are diminishing your ability to be successful at this. We did not bring you here to do some of the work. We did not bring you here to do most of the work. Gentlemen, we brought you here so that hopefully... We provide the setting and provide the safety for you to do all the work to leave no stone unturned. And when I thought about what I wanted to share with you guys today, you know, I came across this, uh, well, you know, this saying, and we, you've heard it a lot of different ways in a lot of different settings. And what I wrote down is the world changes when I do. And you know, uh, there's an old country song from John Connolly. I don't know if anybody knows John Connolly. You do, right? Called Rose-Colored Glasses. These rose-colored glasses that I'm looking through. When we look through the world with a different set of glasses, we notice that the world has a tendency to change. There's a movie, one of my favorite movies, that pounds this uh, message home called, I think it's They Live. With the, with the wrestler, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And Rowdy Roddy Piper puts on the set of glasses. He's able to see that all these people that look like people in front of him, half of them are aliens from another planet. When you were out there drinking and drugging, you looked through the world 
through a certain set of glasses. You looked at people, places, and things as marks and targets. People were, uh, uh, you know, were put in your path, and you made use of people in unhealthy ways. Your view of the world and the people around you became so jaded. What were the glasses that you were looking through in addiction? They were selfish glasses. I want what I want when I want it. If I take it from you, I'm justified because I probably needed it more than you. Those are the glasses that you were looking at the world through. And then you come into treatment and many of you hold on to that same set of glasses. You walk into St. Christopher's Inn like you're walking in doing a prison bit. You walk in with your chest pumped out saying nobody's going to mess with me here. And then how do you get greeted? Hi, hi, welcome to St. Christopher's. My name's Dave. Hey, hey how you doing? Hey, my name's Dave. Welcome to me. And all of a sudden you, st- you start wondering. You say, hey, what's going on here? What is in the Kool-Aid? Right? And you want to maintain that tough guy facade. You want to continue to believe that the world exists in the glasses that you always put on. But for so many of you, something happens. You become willing to become vulnerable. You become willing to listen You could become willing to take risks. And slowly but surely, you don't even necessarily see it happen. But you change the set of glasses that you're looking at the world through. I wrote, the world changes when I do. But the reality is this, that as you change, maybe you just start to see the world in a different way. And hopefully, hopefully, and it's our wish and our hope for all of you that you can get to a place where you can start trusting in people again. Now, I've talked about this many times. A lot of you guys think you have trust issues, but you don't. Because every time you put that drug in your body, you demonstrated you were willing to trust the product that you were putting in. You were willing to trust the guy who sold it to you. You don't have trust issues. You pick and choose where you want to trust. It's amazing how you're willing to trust somebody that you don't know that's selling you a product of death. And then you get to group therapy and go, I'm not really comfortable talking about, pe- talking about myself in front of people that are trying to help me save my life. The world changes when I do, gentlemen. And I write it on the board, but it's really... It's not true. The world just might not be the way you see it because you've chosen to see the world in a different way. When you enter into treatment and recovery and you really take that risk, you know, there's a saying, you can't get to the other side of the ocean until you let go of the shore. And as you start to let go of the lifestyle of use, when you're willing to let go, when you fight off the urges and temptations and the cravings, and you start doing the work, you let go of that lifestyle. All of a sudden, you see, 
the, the people here, they're not just crazy. They're not just drinking the Kool-Aid. You start seeing things differently. You know, it's really interesting. There is a phenomenon that exists here that I want you guys to be aware of. And I'll call it old guy, new guy phenomenon. Right? And we have the, and so many of you guys have this perception. It's worth sharing. Okay? Because your experience, your experience, your lifespan here is generally about three months. And when guys complete this program, oftentimes they all say the same thing. They say, you know, this place wasn't like it was when I got here. When I got here, people helped bring me in. They helped show me the ropes. Now, nobody seems to care. Do you know that we hear that from like 85% of the guys? Do you know what that means? It means that people's perceptions of things change. That That the world as it exists here pretty much stays the same. That you have an appreciation for how people brought you in and showed you the ropes. And then your perception changes when new people start coming in and they don't seem to care about the place the way that you do now. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? When I change, so does the world. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! You know, I, uh, you guys have heard me use, I love that metaphor of the glasses, huh? seeing the world through different lenses, Uh, this psychic change, this spiritual awakening uh, is like that. It's like you uh, you take off glasses that are the wrong prescription and everything is fuzzy and all of a sudden you put on the right prescription. When did all this stuff get here? It's like the scene in The Wizard of Oz where you know how the first half of the movie is in black and white and then when she lands in Oz and the door opens... And she looks out on Munchkin land and everything is in color. It's like that kind of a change where you were seeing everything in black and white. And then all of a sudden, some kind of change took place in you. Some kind of what we call a spiritual awakening or a psychic change, which the big book calls it a psychic change. Uh, And all of a sudden, you see everything differently. And and speaking of the Wizard of Oz, it's, uh, it's not something that we've watched for 75, 80 years for no reason people keep watching that people are still interested in it it's a classic uh, and it has a very deep uh, truth in it a very deep wisdom in it that's why people keep watching it Um, these four characters in the Wizard of Oz they all thought they were lacking something huh? so they were all in search of something and they go to the wizard, and the wizard turns out to be all smoke and mirrors and all, uh, you know, uh, uh, a scam. And Dorothy, when they see him behind the curtain, Dorothy yells at him, and she says, you're a very bad man. And he says, no, I'm a very good man. I'm just a very bad wizard, you know, which was true. But he wasn't really a bad wizard. Well, maybe he was a bad wizard, but he was a very good therapist. Because when these people came to him looking for what they thought they didn't have, he knew they already had it. But he also knew that in order for them to find it, he'd have to put them through something. So he says, bring me the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West. He sent them out on a mission. He sent them out to face their fear, their greatest fear, huh? the witch. He sent them out to face evil. And in that process, it forced them to turn inward and find within themselves what they thought they didn't have. What does that sound like? Sounds like treatment to me. It sounds like the process that you're in right now. You've got to put yourself through something in order to discover what, you, what you're really made of. huh? 
That's where the wizard was very smart because he knew if he put them in a situation that forced them to go deep within themselves that they would find what they thought they didn't have. And the scarecrow made the most profound line, one of the most profound lines in the whole movie, when they first start walking through the dark forest, they're huddled together, they, you know, that classic scene, they're holding on to each other arm in arm, and they're walking down the yellow brick road, and everybody's saying how dark and spooky it is, and how scary it is, and the scarecrow says, of course, well, I don't know much about these things, but I think it's going to get darker before it gets lighter. That is very true of this process. It is going to get darker before it gets lighter. But you have to go through that in order to find the light on the other side. huh? So if you feel it getting darker and more difficult, if you feel like you're being put through something, stay in it. Stay in it. That's the whole point. It will bring you out on the other side with new lenses to look at life through, with new glasses to look through. huh? Some kind of a spiritual awakening will result if you're forced to go deep within yourself and find out what you're really made of. Have a good week. Thank you, guys. Michael. Thank looks you. like uh, looks like we got a couple of uh, alum back here. Uh, what we'll what brings you guys back? Hi, my name is Sean K, former Track Six, and uh, I'm here for a spiritual retreat for the weekend. And uh, since this is an encouragement group, I want to encourage everybody in this room, and just to let you know that it's not an easy process, but this process is very possible. And this place means something very special to me. You know, gave me, showed me how to live again. And um, I remember I used to come to encouragement group and it's like, damn, I have to come over here on a Friday. And, um, you know, one thing that David always said that sticks with me to this day that I share in meetings all the time is that we gave up everything for one thing. Now it's time to give up one thing for everything. And David, that means so much to me. I'll never forget how that. Long you been, how long have you been out of here? I've been out of here for over a year now. And, you know, this place is amazing. Great. And it's possible for each and every one of you. So, thank you. Thank how, about you how about you? Well, I didn't go here, but. Oh, oh welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but I went to another program and it really worked for me. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Give up everything for one thing. How about giving up one thing for everything, right? Is that Have you heard that, guys? It's, you know, it, you know, and think about how you give, I mean, literally. You've given up your homes, you've given up families, you've given up friends, you've given up jobs, you've given up your freedom, you've given up uh, life with your kids for one thing, your drug of choice. What do you think happens when you give up that one thing? It opens up the doors for everything. Gentlemen, when you do that work, And you give yourself the opportunity to look at that world through that different set of glasses. We find that this is a place where miracles happen. And at this time, we ask that if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, if something happened to you that you didn't think was possible, but it did happen, we ask that you take a moment to share that miracle. Keeping in mind that it might not just feel good to be able to share a miracle that you've experienced, but there might be somebody in this room who's got one foot out the door, and maybe, just maybe, your miracle might be your way of paying it forward to somebody else so that they stay here. So at this time we ask, if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, would you please come forward and be willing to share it? Come on.
Thomas P. Track 2. Uh, I've been here about seven weeks, and this past week was the first time that I can actually say that uh, I truly am a man worthy of love and respect, especially from myself. Thank you. Hello, my name is Max S. I'm in Track 12. And this week, I finally had the ability to actually go to another person and open myself up and talk about something that was of issue to me, a real problem. I never thought I could do that before. In the past two weeks that I've been here, all of a sudden it happened. All of a sudden I was all right with it. I've never been like that in my entire life. Great. Thank How you. How that feel? Phenomenal. I never thought I'd feel like that. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My name is Thomas C., track 12. Um, yesterday I was talking to a member of Charles in my track yesterday, and I was thinking, what do I need to do for my recovery? I, I should start really doing something here and implementing something here because when I go to a halfway house after this, I'll probably get a job and, uh, you know, become a little complacent in, my, in recovery. And I was telling them I, I need to get up earlier in the morning. However, I don't have an alarm clock, and uh, I'm still undisciplined, and um, I still suffer from... Uh, untreated alcoholism, basically my life is still unmanageable. And I told him that I, I really need to get up earlier in the morning and uh, and start praying more and, and begin a relationship with God and, um, you know, just sit still with him and commune, you know. And um, be careful what you ask for because um, I went from facilities into, uh, into the kitchen, and um, we all know what's working in the kitchen is like, but uh, it really... You know, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself because I'm getting up earlier in the morning to get to work and I have time to go into the chapel or, or uh, on break and go anywhere and uh, and pray, you know. So, uh, you know, I can build a relationship with God and, uh, you know, it, it just be careful what you ask for. But, uh, you know, God is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, track four. This is more for the new guys. I've been here two months already. And, um, you know, I had a chance to speak to David, and David told me that, you know, I don't think you're sharing everything. And he was right, because I had a lot of resentments that I was embarrassed about. And I finally had the chance this week to actually put that out there. So to the new guys, whatever garbage you got, just, just dump it out. So when you leave, you know, you just start fresh. Just get it out there. You feel much better. Thank you. Yeah. Brian W., Track 9. I had a bit of a miracle the other night in the chapel. Uh, we were doing the rosary. And I had a lot of anger and pain and misery inside of me. And halfway through the rosary, I kind of lost my breath saying the Hail Marys. And um, I felt something leave me. So I just want to leave it at that. Thank you. Charles N. Track 5. Uh, I had a lot of things when I came in here that I couldn't share or didn't want to share. And even when I first got out of here, I wouldn't share it. I was meeting with some of the staff and uh, talked to some of the staff about what was going on. And this week uh, I shared my story, uh, letting a lot of things that I kept hidden inside myself out. And uh, it felt good to get that load off my chest. And uh, since I've been here, I gained one thing that I've never had, and that's faith in God, because 
I always used to say, how can he do this to me? How can he do that to me? It wasn't him doing it to me. It was me ignoring him and doing it to myself. Thank you. Yes. Patrick, guess track two. Uh, I put myself in a situation this morning, and it actually turned into a learning experience. Um, I experienced a feeling of uh, peer pressure today. And um, in doing so, I may have made the wrong choice. And uh, I was I was outside later in the day holding re uh, resentment against myself. And uh, as I decided to come inside, I actually got stung by a bee for the first time. And uh, what I did was I, I, I put it together like I, I felt physically now how I was hurting myself mentally. And um, it's I'm going to try and turn it into a reminder because uh, I'm going to be facing a lot of peer pressure when I get out of here. Not just in here, but it's going to be there's going to be more on the outside. And uh, I need to be able to internalize uh, my choices so I don't put myself in jeopardy but I do make the right choice. Thank you. Yeah. Brent P., track seven, um, almost two weeks in. Um, miracle that I'm still here. And I would say I would have to give that to my brothers around me, um, supporting me. Um, I find myself talking, working things out, and, and the support of my brothers around me is, is, is great. Um, and it's time for me to give that back. Thank you. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> the first uh, week I got here, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to go to church every morning. I wanted to go to church every morning, and I couldn't wake up. I couldn't wake up. I felt horrible every morning. You know, I just didn't have it in me yet. Finally, you know, I said, I'm going to wake up. I woke up, started going to church in the morning, and all of a sudden I feel 100% better. Um, I think I finally found my peace with God. Um the Friday this morning just asked me to become an acolyte, and uh, I'm going to start on Monday. How's that feel? Feels awesome. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people that have put in, been put in your path that have been of service to you. At this time, we ask that if there's someone who's gone over and above for you, that you take a moment to recognize them. You know, not only does it feel good to be able to you know, have experienced someone who's done something for you, but it feels good to give it back. And so we ask that uh, if you've got someone that you'd be willing to recognize now that you keep two things in mind. One, understand the difference between praise and encouragement. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra mile and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. And we ask that you try to focus on one or two people because um, when we say, I want to thank everybody, it just loses some of its power. So if there's someone who's been a, a source of encouragement for you, would you please come forward and be willing to recognize them now? Okay, come on. I'd like to encourage uh, Luke and uh, Peter, Peter D. Where's Peter? You, Peter. <laughs> so both of you guys have shown me how to take risks. And how to, you know, when I don't want to do something, do it. Like, I've seen you do that so much, Luke. I've seen you be willing to go the extra mile. And it emulates for me, like, how I can do that in my own life. Like, how if, I don't, if I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to do something, I just do it anyway. I've seen you do it. I've seen you make a huge change since you've been here. And I just want to encourage you to keep it up. Peter, Peter, you show me uh, how, like, when I make a mistake... 
that it's not too late to correct it. I've seen you do this so many times, and I really appreciate that because I'm human. I'm going to make a mistake. We're going to make mistakes. So it's what we do after you know the mistake that that really has made an impact on my life. And I just want to say good job. Thank you. Yeah. Charles N. Track 5. I'd like to encourage Eric S. and Brian. Uh, you guys helped me a lot when we're down at work. Uh, I can come down and talk to you guys about almost anything, and you guys help me out a lot. Like, uh, you're like a second track to me. So, thank you. How's that helped you? It helps me a lot. Can we someone else to talk to? Yeah. Hi, David B. Um, I'd like to uh, encourage Patrick. Um, I was feeling really bad the other day, and uh, and uh, when we were in meditation, and Patrick said a prayer for me. I've I've never had anyone say a prayer for me, and uh, it really was the most beautiful thing that to happen to me, and I I really appreciate it. Thank you, Patrick. Patrick T. Track eight. Um, I want to encourage Keith. And um, Anthony, um, I'll start with Anthony. Um, over the last week and a half, you know, I mean, you've gotten a little close, and um, I just want to encourage you to keep on sharing. You know, um, I've been here for a little bit now, and you're by you sharing within the meetings and outside, you know, on, on our downtime, you're kind of keeping it fresh for me, you know, and and keep me in, in in today. So um, just keep up the good work and and keep on doing that. All right. Um, Keith, um, I want to encourage you with the choir, you know, um, kind of got shoved in there, and you really put a persp uh, perspective on me with the commitment, you know, you're, you're there all the time, almost five days a week, six days a week, and um, it's showing in our choir, you know, we we sound better than we ever did, and um, I just want to thank you for that, because every night I, I go there, and no matter how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling crappy, I feel great when I leave there. And um, I want to say thank you for that. Uh, Ryan M, track 13. I want to encourage Lormel A. Uh, you were speaking to me the other night about something that you were feeling down about, and you actually thanked me for helping you when I didn't even realize that I did it just when I was saying something to you just to, you know, kind of buck you up a little bit. And you came up to me afterwards, and you thanked me, and you said that you thought I was an amazing person. And the fact that you said that lifted my spirits up and actually made me push harder during something I was having uh, trouble in. So I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, uh, Anthony W., uh, track six. I wanted to encourage uh, Joseph W., Joseph W., track six, and um, Jovelin A. I'm guessing he's Oh, they're both gone? All right, well, both of those guys. Um, Jovelin, I'm going to start with him because he's been here. He, I see him. He's been here longer than I have. Um, I've been here going on three months, and uh, Jovelin I think is um, four plus. Uh, but I've seen him, you know, keep his cool. He ha he did he hasn't acted out. He just continues to you know persevere, and until what he was waiting for happened, and so uh, you know it, he inspired me uh, that sometimes you know the things that we're seeking. Another instant gratification is not always going to happen. And uh, to see him persevere like that, 
uh, it inspired me to just try, you know, to be able to do the same. And Joseph W. Uh, is actually in my track, and he's a very consistent young man. Um, he does, you know, what he's supposed to, bo- to do. He's where he's supposed to be. And uh, I've seen some really wonderful things. It's helped me because it teaches me that consistency is really what I need, not uh, to be at the mountain one day, and that, but to be consistent in all the things that I do. So I appreciate both of those guys. Thank you. Last one. I want to encourage this Kevin right here. Um, the other day I got community service, and uh, I kind of blamed it on you. And, uh, you know, it wasn't your fault at all. You know, I acted like a big baby, and then the next day I apologized to you. And you were like, no, nah, it's my fault. It was my fault. It to- wasn't your fault at all. But you taking the blame for it, man, just makes me want to be a better person. I really appreciate that. And I also want to encourage uh, Kevin M. I don't think he's here right now. But, uh, oh, there he is right there. I broke my watch the other day, and uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix it. I was getting real frustrated. So uh, he, uh, you. yes, you helped me uh, helped me uh, fix my watch. You grabbed it. You took you about 10, 15 minutes, and uh, you put it back together for me, and I really appreciate that, man. I really do. Thanks a lot. show you? Shows me that uh, there's a lot of nice guys here, you know, and makes me want to be a better person. Great. Thank, Thank you. Oh, I got what well, you get. Hold on, I'm gonna shut this thing down now and let people know that uh, that uh, if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, please go to our website and uh, org. You find all kinds of information on there. And until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and. Survive.